Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Friends, our second reading of scripture this day comes to us from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 11 through 23, which you can find on page 192 in the New Testament section of your Pew Bible. And uh, it'll be up on the screen if you would like to follow along. So let us listen now to God's holy word and what it says to us this day. In Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we who were the first to set our hope on Christ might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened you may perceive what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the work of his great power? God put this work to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Now, if you know me at this point, you would probably guess that I like to work with all things that go beep and boop, all things that work on zeros and ones, anything that's uh, an electronic gadget. But, but I do have a soft spot for antiques, antiques inherited from one time into the present. I think that's why I really enjoy one of my favorite TV shows, even though I don't watch much TV, is the show, uh, it's called The Repair Shop. Uh, It's a British television show, I believe, that takes heirlooms with sentimental value and restores them using authentic techniques. While the modern devices in our pockets, these handy little things and others, might be able to capture snippets of things that we might hold as precious moments in photos or videos. There's something different though, something unique, something special about holding or using an heirloom. 
that evokes memories through the senses. Moreover, the inheritance we receive, whether it be through a family heirloom or stories, thinking of these things helps to shape our understanding of the world and ourselves. Today, as I mentioned before, today we recognize this Sunday as All Saints Day Sunday, in which we, as I said, celebrate and remember those who have come before us. In what ways, friends, are we utilizing the inheritance of the saints who have come before us? In what ways are we offering our thanks to the Spirit, to the memory of those who've died this year, this past year? And in what ways are we giving thanks? In what ways are we putting to work the inheritance we have received from God through Jesus? who died and rose again, bearing witness to God's great power. Some things for us to think about this Sunday. Though before we take a closer look at Ephesians, just a little Bible trivia for you all. I like to keep you on your toes. Though I guess this is not really a trivia question for you. It's something you could probably use to sum someone else if you would like to. But what you might find interesting to know is that in this reading from Ephesians, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, we find that this passage contains two of the longest sentences in the Bible. Now, if you're using the English translation, you would see, well, what are you talking about, Casey? There's sentences every, you know, you stopped every so often because there was a sentence. But I'm talking about the Greek. And if you look at the Greek, you would find that verses Uh, up to verse 14 is just one long sentence. And then verses 15 to 23, you have another long sentence. Paul, in these two sentences, breaks down two key themes for us this morning for our consideration. That being this idea of thanksgiving and this idea of putting our thanks, our, our feelings of thanksgiving and our inheritance, putting it in to action. So let's first take a closer look at the idea of thanksgiving as it's laid out in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Earlier, you heard me ask the question of how we are offering our thanks in response to the inheritance we have received, both from those who are loved ones and from God. Though perhaps that's a little hasty on my part, because before we ask the question of how, we need to ask the question of why. Why do we give thanks? Why is it important that we give thanks? Why do we need to offer thanks for the inheritance we receive from God? Or why do we need to show gratitude as a response to a loss? Gratitude is a spiritual discipline like anything else in life. That requires that we set aside a portion of our egos in order to appreciate or to hold on to or to cherish something that goes beyond ourselves. Paul's emphasis on thanksgiving isn't something that's new if we look at the whole arc of Paul's letters. We find this emphasis on a redemptive storytelling founded on the work of God restoring creation through Jesus Christ. We find that we are marked, we are sealed with a divine sign of love that could only be granted because God loves us so, not because we are deserving of this inheritance, but because God loves us so. 
as we receive this inheritance as people who are not deserving, how could we be anything but grateful for such a gift that's undeserved? If we understand that this is the reason, or this is a place of our thank, a source of our thank, sense of thanksgiving, why then would we not also want to strive to use what we have received in a way that is faithful to the will of God and to those who have come before us, those who have laid the shore foundation? If we can understand the importance of thanksgiving as we hear in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, we might ask ourselves, what then does it look like for us to use our inheritance as Paul lays it out in the second sentence or the second part of our reading? There's two things I think Paul wants us to really consider, which is that one, I don't think Paul wants us to believe that our inheritance, whether it be our faith, our memories, stories, physical good received, anything that's a part of our inheritance we have received is meant to sit on a shelf and never be used. I don't think that's what Paul's talking about. And two, I don't think Paul is telling us that our inheritance is something we need to place up on a pedestal or a pedestal as something we look to as an idea or something we need to emulate. Instead, I believe Paul is telling us that our inheritance is something that instead guides us, something that we can draw upon on this wellspring of hope, as we hear, to shape the course of our own calling to be disciples. Again, going back to that show, The Repair Shop, some of my favorite episodes are the ones where individuals say they're going to use this thing that's been restored in their daily lives. They're not going to put it behind a glass case to just be locked away and to be looked at. They're something they're going to incorporate into their daily routines. As we think about the inheritance we have received from God, perhaps from others, can we name ways that we can regularly use what we have received in our lives on a regular basis. Thinking for a moment about the saints who have come before, one example I can give is the vintage Gibson amplifier my father uh, left before he died, something that I regularly play music on. The other thing that is more intangible that falls in line with the inheritance I've received from God is my father's faith. These are two heirlooms, in a sense, that I hold close to my heart for, any number of re- for a number of reasons. The primary being that they continue to influence me today and shape my love for the inheritance I have received from God. Because, friends, what good is it for us to have received a blessing from the saints and from God if we do nothing in return? What good is the inheritance of our faith is all, if all we do is pray silently by ourselves or read the word of God alone but never take the opportunity to put our faith to work? What good is the inheritance of this building or any memorial funds we might have is if all we ask ourselves is, how do we serve ourselves? This All Saints Day 
we take a moment to reflect on the legacies that others have left behind. We take a moment this All Saints Day to remember the inheritance we have received from God. And as we mourn, as we celebrate, as we hold close to our hearts the lives of those who are dear to us, let us give thanks for them. Let us give thanks, but also then let us live lives that honor them. And let the heirlooms they left behind be the treasures that propel us into the future, that propel us to that next page in God's unfolding narrative of redemption. Speaking of giving and receiving, and as we consider the inheritance we have received from God and from others, we also take a moment to consider how we are building alongside the saints who have come before us. And as we think about these things, as we head into our November, this, uh, this month of November, we find ourselves also being drawn to the theme of gratitude. And keeping that in mind, I just wanted to take a moment on this day to remind you that your finance committee, your session, continue to discern how this community of faith can be effective in living out its mission. Part of this is because of the thanks of the gifts that saints past and present have given. But in many ways, as your finance committee and session work hard, there's also the realization that what we have been left here will require more than money. It will require more than physical resources if we are to continue. Throughout a three-and-a-half-year tenure that I've had here, we've overcome many challenges. We've overcome a pandemic. We've had to figure out how we do, well, we figured out how to do worship differently. We've also introduced new ways of worship, whether it be through music or other services such as Blue Christmas. Pretty proud of what we've accomplished, especially as we, look, as, as we are looking ahead. Yet as we look to the future, there are some things we need to keep in mind. That yes, we have a building in need of repair, volunteers who need a break, and a session that will soon need a new set of eyes to help us catch a glimpse into our future work together. So what I'm asking of you today is this. Is there something you in your inherited chest that you could add to the legacy of our community of faith? Is there time in your week perhaps you could spare? Visions of what our lives together could be like that you can share? Or do you have hands that care? Because as we hear Paul's words to be stewards of the inheritances each of us have received as individuals and as our collective inheritance as a church, we understand that the work we are doing now requires each of us. We understand that the work we are doing now, the faith that we are living together, the lives we are living together, will involve you leaving a part of yourself to the legacy of this place. And as we do that, we come alongside the faithful saints who stand with the great cloud of witnesses.
The great inheritance of faith we have received from God is reflective of the inheritance we have received from loved ones we have lost this past year and years before. It is reflective of ourselves who have received without merit and respond in thanksgiving, adding to this inheritance our own story, our own memories, and our own faith. It reminds me of a poem by uh, uh, Cicely uh, Fox uh, Smith called uh, The Knitters, and it goes like this. In the streets that are humming with city stairs or where leaves fall rustling through the quiet air, there are women knitting everywhere, knitting and waiting through hours like years, not with loud grieving nor sighing nor tears. In their hands, the needles flash like spears. Every thread a sorrow, every strand a prayer. Oh, where sleeps my dear one, or how does he fare? There are women knitting everywhere. Friends, let us add to this inheritance we have received our own strand, our own strand of grieving, our own strand of a prayer, our own strand of hope, creating a new precious heirloom that can carry with it the saints now living and those who have come before. Let our work contribute to the reconciling work of God who will wipe every tear from our eye and bring healing to the broken places in our world as God's spirit fills all and is in all. For the inheritance we have received, for the inheritance we have received, for the inheritance we have received is ours to live boldly into, not to squander, but to live into boldly with a new vision and with a sense that we can be called to bless. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.